1: We are going to go ahead and call the April 11th, 2022 regular meeting of the city council to order. Let the record reflect a starting time of 726. With that, uh, Clerk Jackson, would you please take the roll?
2: Councilmember Brown. Here. Council Member Daniels.
1: Gaza.
2: Council Member Garza. Here. Council Member Hussein. Here. Council Member Jackson. Councilmember Member Spadafore. Councilmember member Spitzley. Here. Council member Wood.
3: Here.
1: Uh, we have a quorum, all present.
2: So next we are to meditation and the Pledge of Allegiance.
1: Council members, do we have anybody we need to
3: remember tonight? Uh, Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you, uh, President Hussein. As I'm sure um, many up here on the dais are already aware of and a number of people in our community on um, Sunday afternoon, uh, Tony Benavides passed away. Uh, Tony Benavides served um, this community for a number of years. He um, served as the executive director of the Crystal Ray Community Center starting in 1969 and served them for 33 years. He was first elected to council in 1982 and served on council for 22 years, and then um, as president of council. When um, council, when uh, President, Hollister, president uh, Mayor Hollister took a position uh, with um, the Grand Home uh, Administration, he served um, as mayor for three years. Uh, Tony was the first elected Hispanic. Um, mayor for our community, and the first elected Hispanic uh, council member. He was a champion of those um, in need. He had a compassionate heart that went out to everyone in the community. I know that he will um, be lost. His loss will affect a number of us um, he leaves a wife, Carmen, and his four children, as well as grandchildren, and uh, if we could remember him at this particular time, and I'd also like to ask the mayor if we could consider uh, putting our flags at half staff, um, and, and apparently he wants to comment on that as, as well. Sure, Mayor sure.
4: If it's appropriate at this time, we actually have gone back and forth on the flag question um, the president and the governor can lower flags. We think we can for the city but I can't ask anyone else so we're looking at doing it on the day of the funeral. Um, okay. Lowering it for the day of the funeral. Again, we, we've been going back and forth on flag etiquette. I've learned more today than and Councilman Daniels probably can teach me. Um, but uh, But the governor and the president can order flags lowered. Mayors cannot for
3: the general community, but we will lower our I, flag. I appreciate yeah. you looking into yeah, it. Yeah,
4: we will lower our flag. It looks like on the funeral day, that way it's not one specific day. We, we absolutely want to honor
5: uh, the mayor. So it, it's, we're on the same page.
3: All right, thank, thank
5: you. you. Thank you, uh, Councilman Garza. Thank you, Council President. I too would like to remember Tony Benavides. He was a pillar in our community. He will be um, greatly missed, you know, ex-mayor, did a lot of lot of good things for our community. His wife was my assistant principal at middle school, at Otto Middle School, and uh, I just want to let their family know that my condolences are with them, and my family and I will be praying for your family, and we hope uh, you can get through this hard time. Yeah,
1: and I I would just add very quickly too, um, with regard to Tony. You know, when I decided to run for council back in two thousand and fifteen, uh, he was one of. Uh, it was actually him and Carmen. Uh, one of the first uh, individuals that I sought out uh, for for counsel. And they were incredibly kind. They didn't know me. I, of course, knew who they were and and knew of the work that they had done in our community, particularly in Southwest Lansing, um, which is why I wanted to seek out advice and counsel from Mr. Benavides. But um, they invited me into their home um, on more than one occasion. Uh, We had some great conversations um, and very, very, you know, I mean, it's just palpable, right? It's it's the goodness and decency of those individuals seep through their pores. Um, and and the work that they um, have done, uh, just incredible in terms of our community. When we back in 2019 uh, renamed these chambers, uh, the mayor actually um, at the time um, declared May 6th as uh, Tony Benavidez day, um, I thought it was incredibly, incredibly fitting. Um, And so again, huge and and tremendous loss for our community as uh, Vice President Wood said or asked, um, we ask that you keep not only Carmen uh, and the four uh, kids uh, in your prayers tonight, but also uh, the seven grandchildren. This is just a tremendous, tremendous loss for them, for our community, and just an incredibly sad time. That said, are there others? Uh, mayor sure
4: Thank you, Mr. President, I don't want to repeat what you and, and the Vice President said. I, I just, I, I will add to all of that. I, I think uh, you, Mayor Benavides was there for me also from the beginning, he didn't know me, I was county commissioner when he was councilman and became mayor and he was very helpful. Um, I will never in my life forget the smile of that man oh, when he I, sat right over I here know. and and we dedicated the uh, the plaque. Um, him coming back here and and seeing coming into my office and seeing that office and um, being here, that was touching. That was touching. Um, you know, I, we when I came in, we had talked about do we name a park after him? What do we do? And myself and Councilmember Wood and Councilmember Washington at the time we all kind of batted around and said, why not the council chambers? I mean, this is about as appropriate as it gets. Um, so that, to me, will be his, his memory for me. But his lasting influence is certainly a lot more than that. Um, Linda Sanchez-Gazella on my staff certainly is very close with the, with the family. And, and she told me Uncle Tony passed over the weekend. And you, know, you, you sit there and you take stock. Um, you thank God for him, for his influence and everything he's done for, for all of us. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to share.
1: Absolutely. If you would please rise and join us in a moment of meditation, followed by the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you.
2: We are next to approval of the proceedings of
1: March 28th. Vice President Wood.
3: Thank you, President Hussein. I would move the um, minutes of March 28th. All right, there is a motion on the floor for the
1: discussion. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries.
2: Uh, Next consideration, late items.
1: Vice President Wood.
3: Thank you, uh, President Hussein. At this time, I would move for the consideration to suspend the rule nine, um, to allow for the consideration of late items uh, that will be considered as part of the regular meeting. We have a resolution to set a, another show cause um, hearing for the property at. Um, 3601 uh, Deerfield, and that will be, um, uh, we're asking for action this evening. The other is um, the acceptance of streets on the Red Cedar um, project, and that would be referred to city operations at the appropriate time.
1: All right, there is a motion on the floor to suspend Rule 9. Is further discussion? Hearing and seeing none. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries.
2: Okay, next we are to special ceremony and presentations. And the first presentation is from the mayor, American Rescue Plan Act, second tranche appropriation recommendation.
1: Mayor Shore.
4: Thank you, Mr. President. It's nice to to finally be able to be here with this. Uh, We've been working on on this quite a bit for for a while. Recently, I was in a, a call, and, and Gene Sperling, who's the senior advisor to President Biden and the White House coordinator of the American Rescue Plan Act, he said at the briefing that the aim of the rescue plan was twofold, to prevent a dark economic winter and to ensure a sustainable and equitable recovery. Um, and we kind of took that to heart. Um, myself and uh, Desiree Kirkland um, and, and Jake and Emily, who I know were presenting earlier, um, we've been doing a lot of work on this, and Jane, since she got here, um, we had a public hearing where we had several groups come in and talk about the needs of the community. Um, we have taken comment through email and calls and texts and many from many of you, and we have put together a plan that we believe will be the best possible use of the uh, the ARPA dollars that have come through. So you already know we um, we gave you a, a full spreadsheet. I think it was this afternoon. We were working on it through this morning, trying to get everything right. It should have come into your email this afternoon, no? Um, we we have not received that, no. Okay, we'll make sure to get it to you then. I thought it was sent this afternoon. Um, so we will have a spreadsheet to you to, to you all can, can check out. But um, we focused on a variety of different areas. We certainly focused on economic development. Um, do you have those, Jake? Okay, thank you. Um, we focused on first the, the areas that are allowable. Um, so that's really important. You know, There were only a certain number of areas that were allowable. Um, so we had to certainly limit it to these areas. Um, we focused on economic development. Uh, a lot of our corridor, downtown, facade and artwork, um, small business assistance, neighborhood grants, um, a lot of those were pulled out of the budget and put into here and increased in the number. Um, what you have in front of you now is, is actually the next potential two years of spending, um, so we put all of those programs in. We focused on economic mobility, um, looking at uh, helping out folks through our Office of Financial Empowerment and Programs, uh, helping out with with uh, driving uh, with DWL balances, looking at guaranteed income pilots. Uh, we focused on education, uh, and we made an announcement a few days ago along with the school district of creation of graduation counselors um, in, co- in partnership with the school district to help our kids graduate We focused on public health. Um, Our parks certainly have have some needs and we want to be able to meet transformational in the use, so we wanted to add a lot of new things. We know that disc golf works, so we added some more disc golf, pickleball, splash pads, basketball, um, childcare, working on some of those areas, uh, police athletic leagues, um, a lot of things with our citizens and help. Um, We talk about, you'll see in here, uh, down payment assistance programs. The last several years while I've been here, We have the Hope program where people, uh, where our employees can get houses and can get down payment assistance. We've talked a lot about expanding that, and I want to do that, so we'll put together a pot of money where we can talk to some local businesses and say, hey, you know, you have people come to work for you, have them live in Lansing, and we'll work with you on down payment assistance. Um, We have what we're calling critical agency support. Uh, There are several different agencies you'll see on here, many that are familiar to you, some recommended by the NAACP, some recommended by the... Assembly of Lansing Pastors, uh, YMCA, the zoo, a few others that, uh, that we are providing support for, the Southside Community Center, Mikey 23. Um, we're providing for a lot of those areas where we can use uh, assistance in our community. Um, we added what we're calling equitable economic development. And this is a pretty big price tag. This is $2 million a year for two years. This is working with LEAP to make sure that we are helping those business owners, those minority business owners, those black and brown business owners, who haven't had the same opportunities in the past. We know LEAP has this program and it's been working pretty well. Their funding runs out. So we're gonna put money into doing that here in Lansing and putting sizable dollars for equity is, is really important. Again, you know this is what Gene Sperling said was originally an intention of the program. Um, we talk about, you'll see a few things on, on community center aid. Um, we have a lot of, of churches and other groups that are doing community center work through their um, through their facilities so we want to assist in those areas, uh, gun violence assistance and prevention, uh, employee pay, um, we put in uh, uh, we put in a million dollars a year for two years in what we called council priorities. This is something that is in essence unallocated that we wanted to hear from you all. You know what are the things that are important to you, um, and how can we spend that million dollars? You know, is it sustainability for you know as Councilman Jackson has brought up in the past? You know, is it lights and parks, is it, you know, whatever your your issue or your thing is that you think it needs to go towards, you know, we, we didn't, is it cold case money? You know, I know Councilwoman Spitzley has, has been very, uh, has been a leader on that. Um, so we kind of left some of that open, a uh, million dollars a year for two years, hoping that council will will provide their input on that. that. That way you had to kind of have available dollars without having to try and move it from one place to another. Um, finally um city and lepfa operations you know we do have needs in our city um i I know you had the fire department here um we have fire equipment that has needs uh lepfa has needs i think we put something like two million dollars a year uh, or no it was a million dollars a year for two million dollars for equipment uh, and other needs that we have in that area wherever it's allowed under the qualifications um so that will be a fund that we can use to try and update a lot of our aging equipment um so these are the the generic areas again you've got kind of the whole list here i'm not going to read it off you'll have time i will remind everybody that we don't expect to get these dollars until august um so we have time um now that being said i, I want to make sure that that we're we're connecting with the organizations we're getting contracts in place that we're getting everything ready so when we get the second tranche of arpa dollars we can get them out i don't want to be behind the eight ball i want to be ready um, so these are the different um, areas we've identified dollars for. Um, and uh, you can take a look at it, review it, give me a call. We can talk about it next time. I, I think it's going to committee, and certainly we can have conversations in committee. Many of these organizations, I'm sure, will want to come in and talk to you the United Way. Um, they, they made some some significant asks, some good programs. Again, our Office of Financial Empowerment, um, our EDC staff, the NAACP, our Parks and Rec, um, and then a, viewer, a variety of other um, different groups that are, are getting dollars. So, um, any of those folks I'm sure would be willing to, to, to hear any questions, but we present
1: this, uh, today to city council and to the public. Sure. And this is up for uh, referral tonight. (coughs) Sorry. It will be referred to uh, the ways and means committee. Oh, there is a, there
4: there is a resolution that goes along with this. And that I know was in the council packet that came in a Friday. That's
1: the generic appropriation resolution. We appreciate it. Do we have questions or comments?
6: Uh, Councilman Jackson. So just thinking about my fourth ward and seeing that um, there's money for Hunter Park pool upgrades, I'm just wondering if there's any money for Morris Park pool, just because there's so many people that really care about it and been asking about it.
4: Yeah, Morris Park pool is $6 million. And we did not think, I did not think it was appropriate to, to take $6 million um, and put that into that pool without a sustainability plan. I mean, that's $6 million just to get it fixed and to get it up to up to standard, and then we need to have plans moving forward, and with the committee, we've talked about this. We've talked about raising the money um, and going for grants, and I've been working with the committee on that, um, but we also need to be able to sustain that, so we need dollars moving forward, and, and to be honest with you, $6 million is a lot of money to take away from a lot of these things. Um, so, no, I did not put that in here.
6: Thank you.
1: Seeing no one else. Clerk uh, Jackson.
2: All right, our next presentation is about the Fourth Amendment to the Lease Agreement with Lansing Shuffleboard, LLC, for Riverfront Drive.
3: Not sure who's speaking on that. Vice President Wood. Um, I understand that we have people uh, that are here to make the presentation. If they could come forward at this time Tonight, we'll be setting um, as part of our council agenda the public hearing, which will happen on the 25th of April. This is an overview for council uh, to understand what the revisions are for this lease. So I'll turn it over.
7: All right. Is that coming through? All right. Yes. All right. Thank you, Vice uh, Vice President Wood, uh, Council. Um, as was mentioned, this is uh, a discussion for the, the Fourth Amendment to the uh, lease for the city market property uh, for Lansing Shuffle Board, um, or Lansing Shuffle, uh, LL, LLC. Um, this is for the, the setting of the public hearing to discuss that further, uh, but I just wanted to give um, a, an update on that. My name is Chris Klein I'm from Lansing Economic Area Partnership and I'm joined by uh, Kirstie, D- Duke Ruble? Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, just to give a brief overview, and I think there was a presentation. I'm not sure if that's available. Um, it is on the screen. Now. It is on the screen. All right. So just uh, two quick points about this. The, the purpose for um, the update is twofold. Uh, first, the uh, revised line to the south, uh, southeast, uh, it now abuts uh, city uh, right-of-way uh, rather than including it, so it cleans up that and protects city right-of-way. And then there is a revised north line uh, to accommodate the uh, proposed shuffleboard courts um, uh, within the the, the area, as it uh, didn't wasn't able to accommodate those previously. So, Kirsty, you wanna? Yeah,
8: sure. Good evening. My name is Kirsty Dukarubel. I'm the project manager for Lansing Shuffle. Um, if you could go to the second page of the presentation, please. Uh, so this just shows what the current boundary is in uh, red and the proposed changes in blue. You can see the, um, the new lines at the south and the north that Chris was talking about. Um, the line at the north is is what our team has put forward. Um, obviously, the cleanup of the south was something that, um, that your staff corrected. Um, We are requesting 14 additional feet to the north. That's that grassy sloped area that goes down to the Sandy Park um, or Sandy Beach. This provides sufficient room for the shuffleboard pavilion that we plan on constructing there and for sufficient walking path around the pavilion as well so that folks can continue to traverse from the city market apartments to the, um, the river walk and the patio there, which I know is a common kind of cut through, uh, so we wanted to keep that open for the general public to use. Um, It is just 14 additional feet. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions you all have. Um, I'll give a just really quick update on construction, because that's more exciting than this request. Uh, We broke ground two months ago on February 1st, Um, started with demolition and mechanical and plumbing, and um, we'll be Uh, starting with cement and um, carpentry next week. And we're still hopeful that we'll be able to open in August.
1: Thank you so much. Do we have any questions, comments?
5: Councilman Garza. Thank you, Council President. How much dedicated parking do you have allotted for that area?
8: We will be using the parking that is provided across the street. We have an agreement, it's in the lease. I think it was part of the original lease agreement, not any of the amendments that parking passes are provided, um, but we don't have any dedicated parking spaces for our building.
5: Okay, so how many how many passes will be available for that lot then?
8: I don't recall offhand um, you.
7: I'd have to check, I believe it's 2,000 on a monthly basis. Um, I think there is uh, five spaces provided through the lease. Um, although uh, where those spaces are located, not quite sure, um, but those would be I guess, dedicated in a way, but to be out within the property, um, the lease property. But I can check quickly here on the lease agreement. I, Mayor,
1: I, Mayor Shore has his hand up. but I can, can address you speak to that. Yeah,
4: I can address some of that. Thank My you. understanding was the deal was, um, I, this is the, the Lansing Center open lot, um, or our lot that's under the Lansing Center and very few people park there after five. So whoever parks there, you park there. Um, and there is a charge, you go in, you eat, they give you a validation. And then you take the validation and you, um, you stick it in the machine and then you get to to leave for free. So it's a validation system. I think we said something like 2000 a month. It was just a general, this is how many discounted you're going to get. But I mean, it's fungible. It's just a matter of making sure that they get, um, some kind of a discounted parking at our lot where there are going to be very few people anyway. So we, it's all positive income for the city and they get discounted parking and get an area to park people. Thank you.
1: Are there other questions or comments? All right, thanks so much. We appreciate you guys being here. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Our final presentation is uh, Act 8 2021, the real estate purchase by GC uh, GG Acquisitions for the parking lot 50 at the corner of Pier Marquette and Chiawassee
1: Street. And for that, uh, we have, com- I'm sorry, Councilman Garza.
5: Thanks, Council President. And I, do, I believe we have uh, some members here to speak on that as well. And we will also be setting the public hearing for April 25th. Um, So this is a presentation by Mr. McGrain and Mr. Gillespie. Thank you.
9: All right. Thank you so much, uh, Councilman. We appreciate this. Uh, thank you for your time, Councilmembers. Uh, essentially, to to boil this down, the Department of Economic Development and Planning via the mayor is proposing sale of our Lot 50. Uh, this is a lot over there, uh, essentially across from what we're familiar as the Back 40. Um, this is off Pier Marquette and Shiawassee. It's the southwest corner. Um, it's a lot, you know, as we've looked back in time, we're not even quite sure why we why we have it. Um, It was a positive asset to the parking system, Um, but if you look at some of the numbers which I believe have been provided to you, certainly parking has dropped off during pandemic. Um, We essentially regard this as excess lottage Uh, now, if you will. We don't know that this is going to be one that fills up into the future. Our proposal is to sell it. Actually, we were approached by Mr. Pat Gillespie here, um, who I think can share with you some of the plans uh, they have for this lot.
10: Thank you, Brian. Uh, Pat Gillespie, president of the Gillespie Group. Thanks for taking the time uh, to review this. Um, The reason that we are uh, exploring this purchase, we own a building on Pierre Marquette, the old McNamara's warehouse that is directly adjacent to this. And we also own a building on Larch Street, 300 North Larch. It's a stucco building that's gray that has the words BMC on it, business machine company. Both of those have been vacant for years and um, we'd like to develop uh, the 300 Larch site. It does. It is a bu- building that looks down into the baseball stadium, so it's got some unique features. What our plan is right now is we are, we've approached a couple of uh, corporate headquarters, um, one's smaller, one's bigger, about building a new headquarters or redoing that building and, and having it uh, be highly visible from the baseball stadium. Uh, they both seem very interested. Um, they're both being courted by um, other municipalities that are in the suburbs that have free parking. Uh, so we needed that parking lot in order to uh, help attract them uh, to that site. Uh, there is no guaranteed deal. We are competing with others to, to get these. So in order to make our site more competitive um, with the others in the suburbs, the parking lot is needed in order to, to fully park the building. One building would be um, about 35 to 40,000 square feet and the other one would be approximately 13,000 square feet. So two different style buildings. Regardless, they both, they both need the parking.
1: Their questions or comments, Vice President Wood. And very quickly, um, I just wanted to correct one thing. I think you said that we were setting the public hearing for the 25th. The public hearing is actually tonight. Uh, Vice President Wood.
3: Um, my question, Brian, to you is Were there any improvements made to that lot or any repaving that we have done in? the last couple of years?
9: Uh, there was, and I'm not sure if you'd received the entire um, report out from uh, um, Planning Board, but yes, this was a lot that was repaved in early 2020. It was, again, part of the package we'd put together to take care of a lot of our facilities, um, so it was repaved rather recently.
3: Do we have the cost of what that repaved?
9: Uh, the cost was around 125000
3: Okay, and then the sale price we're looking at is?
9: is 125,000 as well.
3: So there's no value in
9: the land? Uh, There is a value in a land. We we had had an appraisal conducted. Um, I will tell you, um, there's also, um, I hate to say a negative value in this lot going essentially unused. This was something that we paved thinking that this was going to be a lot of opportunity for us in the future. We do not see people from the city parking system reparking in this anytime. Um, I don't know that we would have paved this Um, you know, if we could look back again, two years and think about what's transpired, but I will say, I think there's a shelf life on the improvement that we did make, um, to the property. So I think to us, it's more important to get this back into productive use to essentially get parkers on there to support a development, uh, to put it back on the tax rolls and to in fact, again, support, um, businesses coming into town and bringing workers.
3: Because this is a parking lot, then the revenues from this would go back into the parking system, correct?
9: I believe so.
3: Does I'm seeing Miss Kirkland say yes. Okay, yes. all right, thank you.
1: All right. Are there other questions or comments? Seeing none. We appreciate uh, both of your time. We will, obviously, as stated earlier, have the uh, public hearing on this issue later on tonight. Okay. Thank Thanks you so much. Thank you.
2: Okay. Next, we are to comments by the council member and the
1: city clerk. Do we have any uh, council member comments? Seeing none, I'll go into it and I I apologize, I have a number. Um, First, I wanna thank uh, folks that came out to our Southwest Lansing Constituent Contact Meeting this past Saturday. Uh, We had that as we always do on the second Saturday of the month, 10 to 12 noon. uh, And that was at the Elfrida Schmidt Southside Community Center which is located at 5825 um, Wise Road. Specifically, I want to um, thank Councilman Brown. I wanna thank Judge Simmons, Chief Sozeby uh, Fire Commissioner Kathy Toby, Robin Anderson King from the Department of Neighborhoods and Arts and Citizen Engagement, I think is what it now is. Um, Luciana Solis uh, from uh, who is our Community uh, Engagement Advocate out of the Mayor's Office, uh, and Public Service and SWAG Board Member Jason Wilkes, who was on hand, uh, as well as our uh, one of our Advisory Board members on the HRCS Advisory Board, uh, Jody Washington. Um, an excellent, excellent infor- um, uh, meeting in terms of just in a rich exchange of information um and those folks that were on hand um you know it, it's it's so incredible because what, what essentially what happens is you know when when you have folks coming in from southwest lansing um and they're engaging in this way um the advocacy that happens in the wake of those meetings um and so already uh, we are seeing uh fruits of essentially that meeting uh, there's been a number of emails a number of calls that have been placed um, and issues are being moved uh, and so that's really the power of those meetings and i certainly I invite folks to come out uh, we actually have our next meeting scheduled for next month, May 14th, 10 to 12 noon, same place. The focus of that uh, meeting is going to be economic development. Um, I've said uh, often that if you're not talking about economic development at every turn, you're really not talking about anything uh, because everything goes with uh, economic development, investment, job creation, et cetera. Um, so we will have Carl Dorschmer in uh, with us from the LEDC. Again, the focus will be uh, economic development, but we'll certainly talk about other South Lansing issues Uh, as well as uh, City Council updates. Um, I also want to um, announce the annual SWAG Day of Service. SWAG stands for the Southwest Action Group. Um, They are hosting, again, their annual SWAG Day of Service slash Community Cleanup on April 23rd. Uh, This will begin at 10 a.m. The group will meet at uh, the Southwest Town Square at 3434 Pleasant Grove Road uh, for light refreshments, project coordination, that type of thing. Um, the projects that have been developed thus far, trash pickup, flower planting, um, there'll be some mulching that occurs. Um, there will be a focus on maintenance at Beacon Field, um, which is just across the, the, the street, just across Pleasant Grove, sorry, from uh, the town square, as well as town square, uh, beautification. So certainly invite folks to come on out, um, tools and things of that nature will be pro- provided. I do believe the group is asking, uh, folks to bring their own gloves. Um, Also, there's a new business in Southwest Lansing um, that I want to announce. There is a uh, Mexitreats and uh, Taqueria restaurant uh, at 30, I believe it's 3418 Pleasant Grove Road. So it's actually in the plaza behind um, the town square at 3434 Pleasant Grove Road. Um, Had an opportunity to stop in. They have some excellent, excellent uh, choices, delicious. um, And we really just appreciate their investment in Southwest Lansing. So I certainly encourage you all. Uh, to get out and to uh, thank them for their investment and maybe spend a few dollars uh, in their business. Um, and then lastly, we have a number of neighborhood meetings um, that are going to take place over the next couple weeks. Uh, first, the Churchill, Churchill Downs Neighborhood Association meeting. That'll take place Tuesday, um, April 19th at 6.30 p.m. They have a new meeting location they used to meet at uh, Wainwright Elementary uh, right on Wainwright uh, they have actually shifted over to meeting at uh, the Alfred Schmidt Southside Community Center in the Sandy Allen Room. Uh, so if you are, um, residentially speaking, if you are in the areas bound by, I, I believe it's um, Jolly to the south, Waverly to the west, Holmes to the east, and Wayne, or I'm sorry, Holmes to the north, and uh, Wayne Wright to the east, you are actually part of the Churchill Downs Neighborhood Meeting, and they would love to see you uh, there. The Colonial Village Neighborhood Association Meeting, uh, the next meeting, sorry, is Wednesday, April 20th at 6.30 p.m., That meeting will take place at Grace United Methodist Church at 1900 Boston. Uh, And that neighborhood runs south to Holmes, west to Pleasant Grove, um, north to Mount Hope, and east to South MLK. And then the last neighborhood meeting uh, that I have to announce is the, sorry, the Luton Rich Neighborhood Association meeting, uh, which is Thursday, April 21st at 7 p.m. That'll take place at the Mayflower Church at 2901 West Mount Hope. And that uh, neighborhood runs south to Victor, um, east to Pleasant Grove, west to Bedford, and north to Mount Hope. Uh, so we certainly, I typically attend all uh, of these neighborhood meetings, so I certainly hope to see folks out uh, and about. That being said, Clerk uh, Jackson.
2: Yeah, thank you. On behalf of the Clerk Chris Swope, I just wanna provide an update on the Lanting School Bond Proposal Special Election um, that will be held on May 3rd. Every voter has the option to select a voting method that works best for them. So you got vote at home, vote on election day, at your precinct, or vote early. And all this information is available on your website at lansingvotes.com, or you can call us at 517-483-4131. For those who want to vote from home, you must submit a request to, re, um, to receive a ballot, and there is still time to do so. The quickest way is to submit online to lansingvotes.com, our webpage. But if you're relying on submitting a paper application in the mail, please remember, plan about a week for the mail. So it takes up a, while, a week for us to get the application, a week for you to get the ballot. And if you mail it again, you know, mail it back to us, that'd be another week, so we wanna move fairly quickly. Um, but if you can always use our drop boxes, which is, will much uh, expedite that process. But you can now vote early at either city hall or during regular hours, eight to five, where our South Washington election unit, the South Washington election unit located in the back of the building with the free parking, we have extended hours every Wednesday until seven o'clock and we'll be open limited hours on that last weekend. Again, give us a call if you have questions. That concludes comments.
1: Very quickly, um, I, I think I overlooked Councilman Garza Councilman Garza, do you have comments?
5: Yeah, just real quick. Thank you, Council President. So I just wanted to bring bring focus to the I Love My City event that happens every year. It will be hap- happening this April 24th at 10 a.m. at the Lansing South Church of Nazarene at 401 West Homes, Lansing, Michigan. So they'll be meeting in, behind the church. Uh, I'll be providing some grabbers for the trash and some tr- trash bags as well. But it's an event they put on every year. They beautify South Lansing. There's numerous projects that they're involved in cleaning up South Lansing and beautifying South Lansing. So anybody that's interested, they are looking for volunteers to attend. So once again, that is April 24th at 10 a.m. at the Lansing South Church of Nazarene. Thank you.
2: If that concludes remarks, then we're on to um, community event announcements. Does anyone have a community event announcement? you have one minute to speak? I see Loretta coming on up.
11: Hi. Well, along with all these other beautification projects, the Friends of Lansing's historic cemeteries typically does our annual spring cleanup inside Mount Hope Cemetery. And again, we also are looking for volunteers for that. It is on Sunday, April 24th from one to three inside Mount Hope Cemetery. We do provide the breaks and the bags and the other utensils, if you will, that go with it. We'll also be providing snacks and beverages. And we do ask that you bring your own gloves if you can. But we're looking for around 24 people to work in Mount Hope Cemetery from one to three on Sunday, the 24th. Thank you. Thank you. We have a.
5: Councilman Garza. Thank you. I, just, you know, typically we don't respond, but North Cemetery is on the list for the I Love My City, so there will be people there cleaning up that cemetery as well.
2: Okay, so we're to speaker registration and public comment on legislative matters. You have one more minute to come speak, uh, to complete uh, the blue sheet. And you can hand it to Jessica with uh, the, on any items five through 21, which includes the two public hearings, the consent agenda, resolution for action, and the ordinance for introduction. Uh, So you must uh, speak, you wanna sign up on the blue sheet. And if you're here for the show cause hearing for 3601 Deerfield, Deerfield, Please sign in on the green sheet. I believe we already have those. Uh, so now on to the mayor's comments.
4: Mayor Shore, thank you. Um, I, I have a few. Um, first, I wanted to alert the body. Um, Judy Keeler will be leaving us. Um, I know she was reaching out to several of you. Um, she had an incredible new opportunity as a CEO. Uh, I'm very excited for her. Um, disappointed for our city, and but uh, but I'm really very excited for her. I know she's going to be fantastic. Um, She'll be leaving in about a week and a half, but uh, she did give me notice, and I wanted to make sure to pass that on to you all. Uh, We'll work on on the new CSO, but um, I do wish her the best of luck. Um, She is very excited, and I'm very excited for her. So I wanted to make sure you all knew that. Um, uh, Yard waste. I know this comes up every year, so I wanted to remind everybody. April 25th is the start. Uh, I went for my first run the other day and saw some bags out already. So we're trying to remind folks, April 25th is the start. Just so you all know, um, it will be weekly. Uh, We have gone back to weekly. Um, Although I will caution everybody that according to Andy Kilpatrick, um, because of volume, the first two passes We're usually a little bit late, so put it out normal time. It may not get picked up on the day. We're usually a little bit late that first few passes because people put out a lot of bags, a high volume of bags. Um, And then anybody who wants, we will have a day-to-day collection map on our website, so you can check out where we are in the collection. But just for for the viewers out there and for your constituents, put it out on the regular days. They will get to it, um, and it starts the 25th. So um, I'm sure we'll all get requests and know why their yard waste hasn't been picked up in the first two or three weeks, but that's the plan. Um, Saturday, April 16th, the City of Lansing will have our mobile food pantry at Catholic Central. Same as always, starting at 9 until the food runs out, Uh, and then tomorrow, we have our first responder food distribution from 5 until 7 p.m. at the Schmidt Center. Um, So we'll have a second opportunity. Uh, Finally, I wanted to follow up on something. I think at the last meeting, there were questions about tree replacement requests. Um, The answer is people can request a tree replacement through Lansing Connect. They can call the new 311 system, uh, or they can use our website to request a tree um, through public service or parks. um, So we can pass that on to folks who have those questions. Thank you,
1: Mr. President. Thank you.
2: Okay, then we are to the show cause hearing. In consideration, the orders to make safe or demolish to the owners of property located at 3601 Deerfield Deerfield
1: Avenue. Vice President Wood.
2: Uh,
3: Thank you, President Hussein. Uh, What we have before us is a property that was originally red-tagged on September 3rd, um, 2020. Uh, The estimated repairs for this property... Um, at the time of the make-safe or demolish were $71,916. Um, during our meeting, the code compliance officer felt that there were, would be additional dollars uh, needed for this because the roof had been uh, removed from this. Um, there, um, the committee uh, voted um, move this forward for a public hearing. Later this evening, we will be uh, voting on a, to set a second public hearing um, to make sure that all interested parties have been notified. There was some concern that they might not have all been notified. So we will be doing a um, uh, on um, August, or August um, April 25th, we will be doing another public hearing Um, Also, we received uh, communication from the building safety. Uh, Building safety said that uh, this building is considered unsafe and dangerous. They have allowed um, the owner to put a tarp on the roof Um, After and that he had started uh, work without permits. The Building Safety Department at this time cannot allow any further work to be done as we do not know the structural integrity of the building. According to uh, the Building Safety Code 907.4.1, evaluation and analysis, an engineer's evaluation and analysis that establishes the structures um uh, adequacy of the altered structure shall be prepared by a registered design professional and submitted to code um, and it is the department's um, uh, recommendation that um, it is beyond the point of repair and that it would need an engineer to have that determination so um, I wanted to. Make the um, council aware of that at this time.
2: Okay, so our uh, we have two um, people to speak versus Rocky. You'll have uh, three minutes followed by Robert Kennedy. Yep. See you, Robert. Rocky, can come to the mic. Okay.
12: Well, I had a <clears throat> meeting with the city attorney's office the other day, and um, I didn't. Uh, he told me that uh, brings your attention. I've been a commercial contractor since 1988. I've got asbestos supervisor cards. We do have asbestos removal, and I got a uh, sewer, sewer license too. So it's not like I'm, you know, I mean, this isn't going to be a problem fixing this house up. So I just wonder if we could get a temporary permit to get a roof on it. I didn't know if that'd be possible. We got a tarp on it. We got a commercial grade tarp or plastic on it right now.
1: But so, this, sir, this is your time. Your three minutes uh, with regards okay. to the to the actual hearing. Um, we certainly can circle back uh, and work to answer those questions. All right, well, I just want I only wait to is that it? Okay, thanks so much. Right, I love Bob. Okay.
2: okay, then Robert Kennedy. Hope
12: everybody had a nice weekend um I spent my Sunday afternoon crawling around this house uh there's nothing unusual about this house I don't know no one's been in there to inspect it I mean is that is that the case so but I've been designing houses and remo- designing design plants for remodeling houses you know for 35 40 years now what happened you know there was some ice damming there was not enough insulation at at the corner of the of the roof and the in the wall. It ice dammed. The water backed up and it rotted off the ends of the roof. The overhang that hangs out past the roof. In a in a few areas, water water leaked around a window. Gone in and, and it rotted, rotted the bottom of the studs around the window. These trusses, the inspector is very concerned about the trusses, about the plates separating, you know, the steel steel plates that are Pressed into a wood truss, I didn't see any pr- any of those that had any um, sign that they hadn't been moved or lifted or anything. It looks if you don't look at the very bottom of the wall where all that where all this water just been splashing and hanging out for years. It looks like I mean that roof leaked for a while. It really doesn't look bad at all. I, I bet with twenty studs it would be you know and some 2 by 8 for the bond and then just fix those roof tails it, it's it would be fine it'd be as good as I. I can't get in the basement but i looked at the joists you know and as wet as they are with all the extra weight on them i don't see any deflection in, in the joists and they'll only get stiffer as they, as they dry out i don't see any rot other than a few areas you know, at the ed- at the edge of the uh floor which is, is an individual separate board that can be replaced and at the uh, edge of the roof which is outside of the house it's just it, it's a typical house it, it, it didn't get enough maintenance my own house I had a, I had a brand new windows and a uh, joint wasn't caulked properly and uh it did the same thing to rotted the entire wall and, and uh two edge of two floors but it's not a big deal to fix it it's just you, you got to take care of the rot and cut out the rot and put in new wood. And then just, the rest of it's just clean, just like any other old home, you clean it up and kill the mold and seal it and then start over. I just, I, I've never, I mean, I, I've worked on houses that had, I mean, logs for, for floor joists and they, they've been there since the you know, 1860s and I've never had anybody, and, and they all have problems. Every house, every older house has problems and a lot of newer houses have problems. I just don't understand why this one's got, gotten so. Um, for some reason, it's getting so much attention.
1: Thank you, Vice President Wood.
3: Um, I'm not sure whether City TV still has um, pictures of that property. Do we still have pictures?
12: I. I you would have had some nice no, color pictures. This.
3: They're on the screen now.
12: I my phone. I got my phone. I don't have my phone. You would have had nice color pictures, by, Ran
3: out of ink. Wait. Um, and then to address the uh, permit um, issue, city council cannot order um, the building safety office to issue a permit. That's something that has to be done. Uh, they're the ones that, that um, uh, issue those permits. And um, again, we will have another public hearing on this on April 25th, and then it will go back to um, public safety. And then at that time, um, public safety will make a determination. So that's where we are currently.
12: It's an awful lot of, that could be an awful lot of water. Know, I mean, it is spring.
1: It would,
2: We're to uh, referral to show cause hearing.
1: Uh, Public safety.
12: Okay.
1: Yes, sir. We are. So that that has been referred uh, back to public safety, but as stated, uh, we will have another public hearing uh, on uh, April 25th. Yes. Um, But because that is up, you can also sign up for, or are we done with, we're not done with sign up yet for, are we, for legislative items? Um, Because we are um, going to act as, I'm sorry, act on the, April twenty fifth public hearing as a late item. You can also speak to this issue as part of the council comments tonight. Okay, on uh, legislative matters.
12: Without a permit, could, 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 there's no way we can get permission to pump that water out of the basement and find out if the plugged. That's no. You have to work. With, you have to work with.
1: You have to work with the building, building safety officer. Okay, we don't have the ability to to permit you to do any of, any of that. Okay. Is thank that, you so is much.
12: As I read the code, yep. unsafe is is just if
2: it's vacant and open. Okay, we are to public comment on legislative matters. Legislative matters consists of the following items on the agenda, items five through 18, which include the ordinance for introduction in regards to licensing waste haulers, the following two public hearings in consideration of the special assessment for Glenburn Commons, trash and grass abatement And then in Act 8, 2021, Real Estate Purchase Agreement of GG Acquisition, LLC, for parking lot number 50 at the southwest corner of Pier Marquette Drive and Shiawassee
1: Street. All right. So on the first public hearing, number six, consideration of a special assessment, Councilwoman Spitzley.
13: Thank you, Mr. President. What we have before us is um, consideration of a special assessment for Glenburn Commerce, Commons, excuse me, better put on my glasses, for trash and grass abatement. This is um, kind of a unique situation. Um, The houses uh, in the Glenburn area are part of, or were part of a homeowners association where they would um, contribute funds to take care of the necessary um, yard work Um, There's a large um, green space area um, behind um, some of the uh, homes there. Um, That association for various reasons folded. um, And so um, there was a lot of dumping and the grass and trash was collected. And so we worked out a deal with um, Glenburn Commons for um, uh, the city of Lansing basically to do that. Um, and to take care of um, the, the, the yard work and, and trash. And then there is a, an assessment for each home um, in that area for those dollars to reimburse. Um, it's about 40 bucks per home. Um, and we've done this for the past um, three or four years. And with that, I would move the resolution
1: this is just for a public hearing. I'm sorry, this All is right. for a public hearing. Um, and then with regard to the uh, number seven in consideration of act eight, 2021, we did have a presentation to our special, special ceremony, sorry, um, on that. Councilman Garza, is there anything to add
5: before we get to legislative comment? Thank you, uh, Council President. Nope, nothing else to add. Thank
2: you. All right, then. Our um, So the public may come to speak for one for up to three minutes. First, one make the council and the public aware that I have communication regarding Claim Appeal 1878 from Jolena O'Berry that has been provided to you and will be part of the permanent record. Our first speaker is Loretta Stanaway followed by Billy J. O'Berry.
11: Okay, just briefly, um, on the uh, shuffleboard thing, I just want to point out, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing in the charter that there is a 25 or it possibly even as a 50 foot buffer zone from the river's edge in that cannot be developed. And I just want to make certain that you guys have looked at this to make sure these changes don't impact that protected zone of riverfront property. And um, on the lease agreement, um, Otherwise, I think it sounds all right. I'm, again, like Jeremy concerned about parking, but it sounds like they think they have that covered. Uh, On the uh, lot 50, first off, I think that, you know, I've said this before many times over many years here, I think we have an inferiority complex. We don't value ourselves and our properties and our, our positions enough and we're too eager and quick to take the cheapest, easiest thing that comes along out of fear that nothing better will develop. Um, I will say that if I were a real estate developer or an investor and I heard what was proposed here tonight, I would go out and I would come back with an offer for $150,000 for that lot. You would be hard pressed to turn that down. I would sit on it for three or four years and then when Gillespie had to have it for that property development, I'd sell it at a premium. So I don't know why we are constantly giving away our assets at pennies on the dollar value, and I think that this is another one of those situations. It's too cheap, and it's too easy, and we need to stop doing that. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Next is Billy J. O'Berry, followed by Andrea Vail.
0: I'm going to take a couple of quick seconds because I just learned of Tony Benavides's passing, so I'm going to use a little bit of my time to say that as an assistant city attorney for 32 years, I was fortunate to be able to work with with and for Tony Benavides, and he and Carmen were always very gracious and very supportive in my political endeavors over the years. And whenever I'd go to his home, he and Carmen and his family would be there, and they'd have picnics and barbecues and just very, very sweet, gracious people. So I send my Heartfelt condolences from my family to the Benavides family. The claim today is 1878. I'm here on behalf of my daughter, Jolino O'Berry, is the owner, homeowner of that property. Um, I have the pictures that are in your packet are pictures that I took. The code compliance office does not have any photographs of the property. This is a home. This isn't a substandard property. It's never been cited for code violation. There was no red tagging of this property and if you look at the history on the property you'll see that one time there was a notice for long grass which we mowed and probably in fact I was the one that probably mowed it but we've owned that property now for my granddaughter's 15 years old so we've owned that property she has my daughter and it was my father Walter Hicks who has passed passed away. Um, for 15 years and never had um, long grass, never had trash or debris, never had um, snow removal done by anyone but us on behalf of my daughter. You'll see in in the packet the interior of the house. The reason why I put that in there is to show that this is not a substandard house that was open and accessible and a hazard to anyone. Um, There is a report apparently where a neighbor called and said that, that she thought there was an open door. Um, I am unaware of that. I, my daughter was commuting to Saginaw. She also is an attorney, a, uh, assistant prosecutor, and she was commuting and is gone a lot. In fact, tonight, I think she's still at work. So I regularly stop by there. I check it. Um, my, um, my husband's in the area quite often. We check the property. This property is enclosed by a wood fence, a six-foot privacy wood fence that has a sliding lock which you'll see in the photographs. We could not figure out how anybody got into the yard except that there's a four-foot section of the fence in the backyard that somebody had knocked down. We did not know who knocked the fence down and got into her backyard. Added to that, the deck is about five feet off the ground and then there's the French doors the French doors close the French doors lock I took pictures of the locks that are in there this is simply um, uh, there's a deadbolt lock for the protection of a single woman both the front door and the back door but you all you have to do is turn the button on the lock as you do with any door and pull it closed and it would be locked there's a, a reference in this incident report what I was wondering is if there was a hot pursuit. There was not, there was no search warrant, and therefore there's no basis for them to have boarded this plane. Thank door, you. Presented no hazard whatsoever.
2: Our next speaker is uh, Andrea Vale, followed by Kyle Richard.
14: Hi there, thank you guys so much for your time. Um, my claim is claim, uh, two, eight, three, six item 19. Um, so what happened was there was, um, some issue with my yard. Um, I was not mowing it appropriately. I understand. Um, and I had had to cut down a tree because the tree was going to potentially be a danger to my house. It's a very small house. It's tucked back. Lots of trees, beautiful. It's like a little forest wooded area in the middle of Lansing. That's why I picked this home because it's gorgeous and it's, in Lansing um so we cut down this tree um and a few months later gentleman was taking pictures of my house went up to him said what are you doing he said that there was a complaint about the yard um about the grass didn't so I said okay give me a day I'll get it taken care of took care of the grass he asked about the backyard I said we cut down a tree and he never said anything about the backyard. I did receive some letters. I'm traveling a lot um, uh, to do various different performance arts and things like that throughout the summer. Um, And stacks of mail are (laughs) tedious, as one would know. Um, So um, didn't get the notices. Next thing you know, a month later, some gentlemen, three guys in a truck, came and started removing things from my yard. My roommate at the time gave me a call and said that they were doing that. So there was a whole bunch of pictures that were taken. Um, and I did my own independent research per the request of, um, Todd tennis, Ingham County, um, commissioner, I used to intern with him and this is what his recommendation was. So I contacted 16 different companies. There are several pictures that were taken. I sent some of them for two of the pictures that they, um, of the actual debris that they took and then the two pictures of the empty truck. So they had reference and then the picture of the full truck. They're saying that they took um, 20 cubic yards. That is not true. I did the measurements, it was approximately 14. Well, it was a little less than that. It was actually closer to 10, but we're using 14 as a reference. So of the 16 companies that I called, one was closed, four did not answer me, three I did not send pictures. They still quoted me, $400 for 20 cubic yards of brush, 700 to 1,000, but they needed machine access, 250 to quote, uh, quote it over the phone, Did send them pictures, but they didn't respond. Of the six that I did send pictures, less than 500. Three guys, one hour, approximately 150. Uh, The next, not 20 yards, is what he said, $200 for a quote. One hour, 100 per guy, total 300 for the next company. Three man crew, one hour, 250 plus 50 to haul approximately 300. One, another one said, not 20 yards. One to two guys, two hundred fifty, three hundred max. Sorry, the last guy said when I quoted him the eighteen hundred dollars that they're charging for one truckload of brush. That's insane. Three hundred fifty for the next company, even though we don't. Uh, and they quoted even us, even we don't use Eric's Refuse because they charge so much. The next two sent pictures, but I didn't get a response. Eric Refuge is taking advantage of this council by charging too much. And if you don't help me by lowering my rate, and I'm fine with paying, I'm fine with that, but this is insane. Eric's Refuge needs to stop being hired by Lansing. Thank you.
2: Thank you. And yeah, the last speaker is Kyle Richard.
15: thank you everyone for being here tonight um, I'm here to speak on item 7 uh, regarding the sale of parking lot number 50 um, I don't know I, I consider it always to be a good day when Loretta and I agree on something um, The I really don't think that we should be selling our city um, I don't think that I, I personally think that the Gillespie group has more than enough land um, in our city already and um, I know that Economic development is a priority uh, for the president, um, and I, I think that if we're talking about economic development, um, continuing to consolidate land and resources into the hands of the few, which the Gillespies represent in this city, um, I really don't think is a, is a is a step toward a step towards long-term economic development. I think it's 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 really short-term gains for Gillespie, um, and it's frustrating because. I mean, he essentially came down here with a half baked promise. You know, I, I might be able to get the sale if y'all, if y'all sell me the parking lot. I might be able to get the sale. Uh, I don't think we should sell anything to the Gillespie's unless it's a full faced promise. I don't think we should sell anything to the Gillespie's at all. Thank you.
2: Thank you. That was our last speaker. So we're to referral the public hearings. Glenberg Commons,
1: uh, City Operations.
2: And the Act 8 Real Estate Purchase Agreement, Lot 50.
1: Uh, Economic Development and Plan.
2: Okay, we are next to the Consent Agenda.
1: All right, so with regard to the uh, Consent Agenda, do we have anybody that would like to pull anything? All right, seeing none, Vice President Wood.
3: Our uh, first item on the Consent Agenda is a tribute on the Fair Housing Act. Uh, declaring April 2022 as a fair housing month. Next is a grant acceptance uh, for emergency supplemental funding from the state revenue to the courts. Uh, What this would do is purchase four um, kiosks that uh, would allow the public to uh, pay tickets, talk directly to uh, court employees, Uh, without having to have face-to-face comments. Uh, Next is a uh, rejection of the elected officers' compensation um, for the city clerk's uh, raise. The next one is a rejection of uh, the determination of the elected compensations uh, commission regarding the mayor. The next is setting a public hearing uh, for the uh, fiscal year uh, 2022-23 budget. Um, This would be um, for May 6th, that public hearing. Next is setting the public hearing for the community development block grant, and that would be um, for April 25th. The next is uh, consideration of uh, setting the public hearing for a consideration for the Fourth Amendment for the lease agreement uh, for Lansing Shuffle Board, and that would also be April um, 25th. Uh, the next is the street um, decertification for A Street between Jerome and East Michigan Avenue, and then last is. Um, social district update uh, the various provisions with that. So with those, I would move the resolutions. There is a motion on the floor. Councilwoman Spitzley.
13: Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I would like to uh, pull item number 10, rejection of the determinations of the elected officers compensation committee regarding the city clerk.
1: Okay, and so for, for a quick explanation, in terms of um, rejections of any determination by the EOCC, we actually need su- uh, majority support from this council, okay? So what happened during Committee of the Whole, uh, and we actually misspoke, uh, what happened during uh, Committee of the Whole was that the rejection uh, for the uh, determination by the EOCC regarding the mayor um, was was not approved. Is that correct? Yes. No. No, I'm sorry, was. for the city clerk. I'm sorry, for the city clerk. Um, the rejection for the mayor was um, it, it with regards to the city clerk, we had um, five yay votes and three nay. Uh, and because of that supermajority piece, uh, there was some confusion. Um, it actually does come out of committee on a simple majority, uh, but it, in order to actually pass this body um, and, and be and take be taken into effect, essentially it has to have supermajority. And so what I'm hearing is you would like uh, Councilwoman Wood to reconsider her motion to pull um, or to not include sorry, number 10. Is that, that
13: correct? That would be correct.
1: All right. Uh, and then Councilman Jackson.
6: It was gonna be the same motion. Okay. Absolutely, Mr. Smirko. Microphone.
2: This body has to reject by six votes. Right. Otherwise it takes effect.
10: I mean, just right. simple as that. Yeah. So. Yeah. well thank you so much. Vice President
3: Wood. Um, I would amend my motion to pull um, item number 10 um, from that.
1: All right, so there is a motion on the floor. Seeing no other, I'm sorry, seeing no other discussion. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries.
2: Okay, then we are to resolutions for action, and then we'll take up the number 10 this time.
1: Vice
3: President Wood. Uh, Thank you, at this point I would move uh, the rejection of the determination of elected compensation Commission uh, regarding the city clerk. Um, again, as the city attorney um, said, this is a 6-2 um, vote for a super, or yes, super majority. And uh, uh, also, um, this um, recommendation um, is uh, for a 5% um, increase um, for. 2023 and
1: 2024. All right, there is a motion on the floor. Is there further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, signify.
6: All right, Mr. Jackson, go ahead. Just quickly, because again, I know it's political and polarizing and maybe people didn't see the committee of the whole, but I'm going to support the recommendation of the elected officials compensation commission, because that's their job by the charter. And I know I don't wanna set the prices and that's what they're here to do and we confirmed them to do that. So for the most part, I'm going to support their recommendation almost to no matter what it is, almost, even if it was takeaway money, but in this case, they use their reasonable, rational methodology to get this done. So I'll support it. Thank you. Thank you. Calling for a roll call.
1: Roll call vote, uh, Clerk Jackson.
2: Councilmember Brown.
6: So to make sure I understand,
1: that. I, so yes, yeah, so yes is to support the rejection. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We have to first vote on the roll call. We do not. This no. is no. no. I'm sorry. A, a vote of yes is to support rejecting the ELCC recommendation of the five percent consecutive years. No would be to not support the recommendation. I'm sorry, the rejection. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. okay.
3: uh, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it does,
11: it does.
1: Guess, so, yeah. so what we're doing is you either support the resolution to reject the recommendation or you do not support the resolution to reject the recommendation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure.
6: Yes or no? <laughs> All right, fantastic.
2: Councilmember Brown. Yes. Councilmember Daniels. Yes. Councilmember Garza. Yes. Councilmember Hussein? Yes. Councilmember Jackson. Councilmember Spatifor? No. Councilmember Spitzley? No. Councilmember Wood? Yes. Okay, so the motion does it fails. So we're now on to um, number 17, fiscal year 2021 2022 budget amendments.
3: Vice President Wood. Uh, what we have before us um, is an amendment. Um, to um, our budget. Uh, this was moved forward um, out of uh, committee of a whole with um, some questions dealing with um, the um, $2 million that is to be appropriated um, for uh, the eligible workers that um, are were part of the first responders. Um, with that, I would move the resolution and then open it up for further discussion. So right now I'm moving the resolution.
1: All right, so there is a motion on the floor for the discussion.
3: Okay. Vice President Wood. Okay, my, my my first question would be, and, and I addressed this um, earlier, had to do with the... Um, possibility of putting a resolution or a uh, clause in here that said within the next 30 days um, that um, all efforts would be made to make sure that the um, premium pay for uh, first responders would be um, paid. And um, part of what we heard from, uh, and the finance director is here and can correct me if I'm wrong with this and I think Jake is here too as well is there uh, that they are working to get the numbers, but there is the potential that this might not happen until August, even though they would like it to happen before that. And a number of us on council were very um, concerned about the fact that what we were looking at is that far out.
4: Mayor Shore would you like to address that? They're in negotiations now. I mean this is this is between our labor negotiator and the unions. She's, she's negotiating with each of the unions and they're in negotiations now. They're working on the, the different members that are eligible and, and conditions and things. They're, they're discussing this right now. So it'll it'll be done when it's done. Um, I can't give you an exact date, but I can tell you that uh, Elizabeth is working with our um, unions to identify the, the members. And as soon as we have those lists, we're ready to issue the dollars.
3: Well, I have I have two proposals. I mean, the one proposal is to add a clause um, in here that talks about the fact that these would be um, the hope is that these would be paid for in 30 days. The other is to table this until we get additional information um, on this. And so, um, what what I'm hearing at this particular point is that we're still waiting to get the numbers and there's no um, reassurance that 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 will happen in a timeline. So I'll let others discuss and then come back. Councilwoman Spitzley.
13: Thank you, Mr. President. My concern, um, and um, Vice President Wood uh, mentioned it earlier, but my concern is, is that you know, while this is happening, you know, I, you know, we hear from finance that, you know, it could it could be as soon as tomorrow, or it could be in August, which is a very wide um, span of time. But in between that span of time, people are retiring, they're leaving the city. What about the folks who've already left the city, who are, who are our first responders during the pandemic? Um, it, it, you know. I'm not getting. I'm not getting any assurance that those folks are going to be compensated, or that this is going to happen anytime soon. And you know, they're talking about they're still getting lists of, of folks who are eligible, um, and it's 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 2022. Um, and if you knew the people who got the thousand dollars. Why wouldn't you know the people who will get this premium pay? It doesn't, to me, I'm still confused as to why you were able to give $1,000 immediately to a subset group of people, but now when you're talking premium pay, you don't know who that subset people, subset group of people are.
1: And I do believe Mayor, Mayor Shore, sorry, wants to address that. Mayor Shore? what? Well, there are a lot of easy answers. These are very different
4: rules. The thousand, we give $1,000 to every first responder. Now we're looking at anybody who is eligible under the new set of rules, which came out in May. The rules came out in May. We identified that we had dollars available. We're working on this now. Now you asked this to our finance director and to our budget director, but neither of them are negotiating with our union friends. Um, our chief labor negotiator is, and again, we're waiting on the lists from the unions on, on who they believe is eligible. We check that against eligibility. As soon as we have that, we issue the funds. We have qualifications that we can utilize under federal law, which are very different than the $1,000 per person that we gave out from the federal government through the state to the locals about a year ago. So the answer is the rules came in in March. Um, Jake went through them with a fine tooth comb. We found who we now are eligible, and we identified $2 million, and we started
1: having conversations with our, our labor friends. And just for the record, so you stated two different things. You stated that the um, new rules came out last May, March. And then you said March. Thank you. Did I say May? You did twice. Sorry, March. That's okay. They came out uh, March. Sorry about that.
4: Did I say May? They came out in March. That's uh, all right. That just passed. So we're, what, a month or so into the new rules. Something like that. Councilwoman Spitzley, anything else?
13: Um,
1: That's
3: fine. I will support whichever one you put forth.
1: Vice President Wood.
3: I would move to table this um, until April twenty fifth to see if we can get some additional answers. Um, and to remind folks,
1: a motion to table is not debatable, and uh, you you have to decide on it without discussion. So, with that being said, all those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries.
2: Okay. Next, we're to claim disposition claim number eighteen
1: seventy nine. Councilwoman Spitzel.
13: Thank you, Mr. President. This is a claim disposition 1879 for Mr. Gerald D. Phillips uh, for $3,758. This came straight to uh, general operations. Um, Claims over $2,500 do not go to the claims review. Um, We've tried to work with Mr. Phillips for several months. Um, um, According to his representative, he's had um, health issues Um, he was supposed to, or his representative, his attorney was supposed to attend on Tuesday of last week and did not attend on Tuesday. And therefore we move forward to deny the claim for $3,758 for trash violation fees at 4805 Pleasant Grove. And with that, I move the resolution.
1: All right, there's a motion on the floor. Is there further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries.
2: we're to claim disposition claim number 1868 with Andrea Vale for 411 Dunlap. Councilwoman Spisley.
13: Thank you, Mr. President. We have claim disposition claim number 1868 for Ms. Andrea Vale for $2,068 in trash violation fees at 411 Dunlap Street. Um, Just the uh, resident who spoke today was correct. She was originally cited for grass, um, but as we all know, and the policy is, once our folks get on site and they identify other violations or other things that need to be addressed, they will um, do so. Um, the, uh, she was sent um, multiple notices um, and did not respond to any um, no any other notices. Um, the um, the contractor went out um, and had to um, had to make two low two trips, um, according to them, for approximately 20 yards of debris. Um, and um, again, um, because she was cited multiple times. Um, and, you know, did not respond to the citations, um, I would move to deny her claim of $2,068 for trash violation fees.
1: All right, there is a motion uh, on the floor to deny claim number 1868. Is
6: there further discussion? Uh, Councilman Jackson. Thank you. Um, Just hearing, you know, what she had to say and the research she did as far as the you know, comparable refuge haulers. I know, understand there were quotes but they were significantly less and I've always thought that our fees were high and I understand that some of it is administrative as as well but it does seem like Eric's refuge has a monopoly on our business and I don't know what kind of checks and balances there's done but 2000 seems like a lot, especially with the, um, with the quotes. So, I mean, I would, I guess move to make it half of that and say a thousand dollars, and I guess that would be the amendment that I offer now. Councilman Spatfor.
16: Councilmember Jackson, thanks for your um, your comments on that. I actually looked into this as well. Uh, Commissioner tennis reached out to me, um, and the answer to this is when this is bid, very few, if any, other uh, refuse companies will respond because it is inherently dangerous work in some cases. You're you're entering properties of folks that sometimes aren't pleasant. And there's a risk factor involved there to do this work and we don't have the staff to do it in the city. So I'm, I'm encouraging that we bid the pro, bid the service out as often as we can to see if we can find more folks. But the answer is we don't get responsive bidders when we do bid and then the mayor can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the information I got from the administration.
1: No, that's ab- absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, we had this conversation um, last year uh, as part of city operations. Um, and we actually, as a committee, uh, put pressure on um, the department to rebid. Uh, and the reality is, nobody's bidding. Um, councilman Spitzley.
13: Well, I was going to say the same thing. When I was on General Ops a few years ago, we have you know this 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 comes up a number of times where um, we are we are always um, um, checking and 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 asking about. Um, the the bids and the, and the contractor and it is true even as chair of government operations four years ago um, we we bid the, we rebid it out and there's only one person that responded to the bid so um, you know we we do rebid on a regular basis um, no one else responds um, you know these are difficult and you know I, I honestly I sympathize with your position I do. Um, you know, but you know, being on this this committee for a number of times, um, and I told you there, what what did it for me was the fact that you were notified multiple times, and you had an opportunity, you know, to um, to to make good. Um, and for whatever reason, um, the, the 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 mailings went unanswered. It, you know, I, I think it'd have been different if they would to the wrong address or they weren't exactly delivered, but they were delivered.
1: Okay, and I did just have a conversation with the uh, city attorney because this came out of uh, committee um, and because the motion has been made by the chair, this is simply an up or down vote. Um, That being said, uh, before I uh, call for um, a vote on this issue, um, one of the things we discussed in committee as well with regards to the actual price, um, that wasn't reflected necessarily in the conversation. And again, I I absolutely sympathize and and we had those conversations as part of the committee. Um, but was that a lot of, when you talk about brushes, as an example, this has to be processed off-site. Um, so when you talk about um, manpower, hours, um, things of that nature, um, a lot of that work is done after the actual hauling away. Um, so with that being said, there is a motion on the floor, Councilman Garza.
5: Thank you, Council President. Just real quick, and, and I just wanna say, I talked to Todd Tennis as well, and I do sympathize with you guys, and I will be advocating for a stronger outreach to bring in more, uh, refuse services to the city of Lansing. I mean, I do believe Eric's Refuge has a monopoly on this and the uh, prices are exorbitant. Unfortunately, I, I'm gonna have to support this. I mean, you did receive a letter and, and um, you know, we have a process and I, I wish you would have seen that and, and was we would have been able to work with you. All right, so again, there is a motion on the floor to deny in
1: full. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries seven one.
2: Okay, our next claim disposition is claim number 1878 for Jelena O'Berry for 1813 East Kalamazoo Street.
1: Councilwoman Spitzley. Thank
13: you, Mr. President. What we have before us is a um, um, claim for $651.81 in board up fees at 1813 East Kalamazoo Street. Um, Apparently the French doors in back of this residence were opened. Um, it is our understanding based on um, the incident report um, that dispatch put forth. It's a CAD report, but it's a report that um, a neighbor called because the door, the French doors had been open for about three weeks and they had not seen anybody enter or leave the house. Um, and, you know, the um, police came, the doors were open, they were unsecured, um, you know. Uh, and because of that, um, they uh, felt that there was, you know, it's a clear and present danger. It's a, it's a, these are pictures that were taken by um, Ms. O'Barry by the person who is um, disputing the claim. Um, apparently, code enforcement at the time didn't take pictures or their camera was lost or something, but they did not have um, pictures. Um, but the police were called. Um, they made a determination that um, the house was not secure um, and that um, they, they went through the house um, and um, there were animals in the house and they called animal control and then code to board up. Um, let's see what else. Um, but it was as a result of someone calling noticing that um, there was um, the doors had been open for quite a quite a long time. Um, it's my understanding that there was no there was no contact information in B S A because the owner didn't provide such information to the assessor, so there was no way to um, contact the owner of record to see whether or not they knew um, the doors were open. But it is um, our understanding based on the dispatch that the doors had been open for for quite a bit. Um, and so with that, and you know, I have, I read the, um, information. We all got a copy of the, um, uh, email, um, from, um, Ms. O'Barry, um, regarding her arguments, um, which are, which some, you know, so, um, but with that, I am going to, um, move the resolution, um, for the claim of $651 and 80 cents in board up fees.
3: Vice President Wood, uh, Councilmember Spitzley, did this go to this went to claims review? It went to.
13: I'm sorry and thank Can you for you, that. It, it went it to. It did go to claims review. Um, they had. Um, um, they did uh, have some raised eyebrows because there weren't photos, but um, they felt that um, because the the police were called, and because the police, in their um, professional opinion, felt that it was. Um, a clear and present danger. The doors were open, um, you know, they went through, but leaving the doors open would potentially invite other crime in in the home. And because of that, they boarded it up. So claims review did um, uphold the fee as well.
1: Thank you. Are there questions or comments that remain? All right, seeing and hearing none, there's a motion on the floor. Yep. Oh, sorry, Councilman Brown.
6: Uh, is it the regular procedure that pictures are taken in this kind of incident?
13: Yes, and, and we all had heartburn about the fact that there were no pictures, yes.
6: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, Councilman Daniels. Thank you, President
7: Hussain. Um, I'll just say that I was actually inclined uh, to agree with uh, Mrs. O'Berry be, uh, because uh, there were no pictures. Uh, and they said that the camera was lost um, in between the time that the pictures were taken Uh, and when they received the bill and it went to, uh, it went to where committee claims to to claims, but, um, I just, I just, I was so uncomfortable with the idea that there were no pictures of this that I, I just couldn't agree with it. Yeah.
1: We had quite a bit of conversation, obviously uh, in committee about that. We also talked about, um, and, -hmm. you know, obviously we can't demand, uh, but what we would like to see, um, I think on our end so that we can make, um, you know, prudent decisions um, is, you know, CAD reports uh, with regards to this, because what, you know, we actually did get with the Lansing police department, uh, Mr. Merritt actually told us that reports are typically not written up on this. And so most of the information we get is actually from the dispatch um, log, um, which comes through their CAD system. Um, and so if we, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm requesting uh, as part of our packet that uh, from here on out, we have uh, CAD reports whenever possible, um, as well as um, those pictures. Uh, that being said, there is a motion on the floor. Yep. And we have more discussion, Council? No,
13: just to let you know, I, w- I was inclined to support you tonight, Councilmember Daniels, um, but for the the CAD report and uh, some of the language here saying that the doors have been open for three weeks, I agree. You know, going forward, you know, it is that would be helpful to substantiate whatever de- you know, decision we make in the future.
1: So. Absolutely. All right. I think we are ready for a vote. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed? Same sign? Nay. All right, so it passes
2: 5-3. Okay, next is the uh, resolution in support of City Lansing community funded project request for to
1: Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin. And I'm actually going to pass the gavel over to Vice President Wood to be recognized.
3: Thank you. you are recognized, President.
1: Fantastic, and this actually came to me uh, from the mayor's office. Uh, so, what you have before you is a resolution in support of the City of Lansing's community-funded project request. Again, uh, to Congresswoman Alyssa Slackin, uh, Mayor Shore and I talked beforehand. Um, I think it would be better if he first um, discussed um, the the actual requests that have been or are going to be put forth uh, to Congresswoman Alyssa Slackin, and then I will move the resolution. Mayor Shore,
4: thank you, uh, Council President. Um, you all know that uh, last year in the current budget, uh, we received money uh, for a variety of things. The the Congress is once again using, I what they're called, their earmarks. Um, they're giving earmarks to, to different communities and they've set aside some money. Um, we have been alerted by Congresswoman Slotkin's office as well as Senator Peters and Senator Stabenow that they're each going through that process. Um, Senator Peters and Senator Stabenow are actually looking budget by budget through the federal budget and asking for folks to submit. So our departments are each submitting uh, requests to Senator Peters and Senator Stabenow based on their budget. So you may have economic development stuff through the HUD budget, the federal HUD budget. You may have park stuff through the Department of the Interior budget um, and so forth. So our departments are working very, very hard on that, putting that together. Senator Peters' deadline is coming up and Senator Stabenow's deadline is a little bit later. Um, Congresswoman Slotkin did something a little different. Uh, Last year, she asked for a variety of proposals from communities across her district, and she, in essence, recommended the top five that they had evaluated. This year, they're planning to recommend, and all five were funded. Um, This year, they're planning to recommend top 15. So they asked every community to provide them with projects. Um, We challenged our department directors to come up with projects, and we came up with 32 or 33 projects, some really good stuff. Um, And Our department directors really worked hard on proposals. We worked with Congresswoman Slotkin's office to figure out which ones were the most likely to get funded, um, and we narrowed it down to five, um, because that's what they told us to do. Um, The first one is the Ovation Music and Arts Center. Um, I think you're familiar with that, the Performing Arts Center downtown. The second one is um, the the footing drain disconnect program. So especially those on the South side know that whenever we get floods, it's a low area, we get tons of flooding and we need these these drain footings. There's been conversation in the past on requiring it, but they're expensive. So this would be money too for us to provide these drain footings to prevent flooding. Uh, The third one is a program with LFD, the fire department where we would um, pay to train EMTs to be paramedics. As you all know, we are very, I wouldn't say dangerously, we're very short on paramedics. We've had to hire specifically paramedics, but we also like to hire EMTs. So this would allow us to hire EMTs to come in um, and then get trained and it would be paid for. Um, the fourth one is a, a series of splash pads um, that that we believe would be great for our community and, and the Congresswoman's office liked that idea as well. And then the fifth one is the, the downtown kind of infrastructure, the, the electrical grid and things like that, which needs to be updated, um, in order to have a, um, a more updated downtown. We, we need, uh, the electrical is quite old and some of our businesses and, and building owners and things are seeing that. And as they're trying to improve, they're running into electrical problems. So again, we, I could read to you 28 others, um, and I've got this entire packet that's thick. And many of those will, many of the others will go into Senator Peters and Stabenow, but for Congresswoman Slotkin, these are the ones. They very strongly, um, we've already submitted these initially, uh, and they very strongly um, suggest that we have letters of support. We're certainly gonna go out to the community and ask for letters of support. We're gonna go out to our individual boards, our Parks Board, our Public Service Board, but we felt very strongly that this City Council needed to show support as well Um, so we listed it Uh, Mark wrote all of this in a night so I appreciate it Mark he wrote all of this they wanted one resolution in support and so this resolution basically explains the five projects that I just mentioned to you and um, I hope you would you would agree to support it we'll send it to from you to Congresswoman Slotkin and um, certainly we'll provide them to Senator Peters and Stabenow as well although it'll be more expansive with those two and let's, let's get ourselves some federal dollars for our, our city.
3: We have a motion on that, and Councilmember Garza. Thank you, Vice President Wood.
5: Um, is there Davis Bacon dollars attached to this? Since it's federal, in terms of how it's
4: spent, we I mean we. If it's us so, spending it, we're prevailing wage. Okay, um, so what this I, I guess city. what I'm
5: saying is with like the ovation and the sewer footing or the drain footings that you mentioned, I mean, I wanna make sure if it's a poss- if it's a possibility, if we can go back to Slotkin's office and make sure Davis Bacon dollars are, are implemented in that so that we make sure our local workers are
4: getting those jobs. I don't know if the earmarks are Davis Bacon. I, I would assume so because I think all federal dollars are but mm-hmm. i don't want to steer you wrong so well, we can no ask. they're not all but it, i mean well, we so can certainly it ask federally the can be yeah anything that comes to us i mean certainly we're paying our people and we're paying prevailing wage to the city in terms of giving money towards the ovation i don't know we'll, we'll have to find yeah, i just want to make sure you know no contractors from out of state are coming in and taking our jobs well again we've, we've got a universal development agreement and it's it'll depend on how the ovation is done but especially if it's city-owned which is we're still working through a lot of that, it's highly likely it would go through our processes, which would be prevailing wage. Okay, thank you. So I I would expect it would be even if the dollars from aren't aren't Davis-Bacon from the feds, they would be prevailing wage from the city.
3: All right. Are there other questions? And again, just for clarification, this is saying this is our support. If we get the dollars, they have to come back through council to be appropriated, which at that particular point we could make sure that um, issues that we might have that are outstanding that we could be brought, could be brought up. And I'm getting nods from both the mayor and uh, the president of council. So with that, uh, we uh, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously, thank you. I'll pass the gavel back.
2: Okay, so we're to the late item, the setting the hearing for 3601 Deerfield to make safe and
3: demolish. So
2: this will be a second hearing.
3: Vice President Wood. Thank you. Um, As indicated during the public hearing um, uh, announcement, um, there has been some concern about the ownership on this particular property. And based on that, it was the recommendation of the city attorney to uh, make sure that all uh, people that might have any interest in this property um, be notified and make sure before any other action was done. So what we're asking for is to hold another public hearing on this for um, April 25th. I do want to make you aware of, I know there was questions um, from um, some of our previous speakers about um, putting a roof on and things like that. As I indicated in the information that came from um, the public safety um, department, they have given them permission to put a tarp over um, that. So um, it allows, you know, hopefully as much as possible when, There's no roof there. I'm not sure how well that will happen, but um, you know, that it will keep some of the water out. But um, with that, I would move uh, setting the public hearing for April 25th. All right, there's a motion
1: on the floor. Further discussion? Seeing and hearing none. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries.
2: Okay, next we are at the ordinance for introduction. I will read into the record of the ordinance. ordinance of the City of Lansing, Michigan to amend Lansing Codified Ordinance by amending Chapter 1060, Section 1060.09 to add a specific requirements that the applicant for a waste hauler license must provide to the city and to create a reporting requirement for the applicant to provide the Public Service Department every six months. The ordinance was introduced by the Committee of City Operations, read by first time by its title, and referred to the Committee on City Operations.
1: Councilwoman Spitzley.
13: Thank you, Mr. President. So, what we have before us, um, as the clerk said, is an ordinance to amend um, the codified ordinances, um, basically uh, for licensing of waste haulers. Um, the sub- sustainability officer for the public services department came in committee and talked about, um, you know, requiring these waste. Race- requiring these waste haulers to provide reports to public service every six months regarding the actual weight and or volume and description of the materials handled um, and trash collected and recyclables um, processed to the city of Lansing. Um, some of the information, the expected weight and or volume and description of materials handed, collected schedule, specific routes. Um, and this is just all about um, you know the city and particularly public service just trying to get up Handle on, you know, the, our solid waste activity, our recycling activity, um, and so uh, with that, I would uh, move um, the resolution to um, set a public hearing. I'm assuming this is going to be April 25th.
3: For April 25th,
1: it is. All right, fantastic. There is a uh, motion on the floor. There are further discussion. Uh, Vice President Wood.
3: Thank you. Was there any discussion, Councilmember Spitzley, in committee? About um, synchronizing schedules, uh, I, you know, I know that there has been discussion in the past about making sure that you know, uh, especially those that are the larger waste mm-hmm. haulers, um, that if the city is in one area one day, that everybody's in that area that same day, so that you're not having, um, you know, the waste receptacles all out at the curb. Was there? Any discussion on that? No,
13: there was no discussion on that. This was this was really limited to um, just trying to get a handle on the volume and type of of waste and and that that's collected from a number standpoint.
3: Maybe if when that comes back after the public hearing, if that's something that you might um, look at or bring up, I would appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. Any other questions? Discussion seeing none. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries.
16: Mr. President, point of order.
1: Councilman Spadafore.
16: I think there was a second late item that we've missed.
1: We we actually considered that at the outset of
16: resolutions. All right, then I'm gonna yeah. tell Sherry that she's sending me the wrong information. Thank you. Or, or am I wrong? I thought
1: we did.
2: <laughs> we had the one item that was referred oh, no, and then the one item voted.
1: Correct, but, all right, the decent location. So go. that is my fault, yes. Thank you.
16: Could so, could, I would just Sherry, like we
1: apologize. We know you're looking in the back. So sorry. Let the record reflect, that Sherry. Was was correct. Was it
2: the act date? <laughs>
3: that's a referral. Oh, that's yeah. correct. That's yeah,
1: a that's a referral. Awesome.
14: It's,
2: been, it's been a long
1: time. So nightfall. Sherry,
16: it's going to the got it. All right.
1: So Sherry, I got it right, but thanks.
16: Sherry, okay, we're all wrong. Thank you. We're all wrong and right at the same time. I, right? I, I appreciate
1: it. it. Yeah, in my mind, I got jumbled. I was thinking of the uh, my apologies. Consent. Thank you so much.
16: All right,
2: we're to speaker registration, public comment. Uh, Last call, but I think the last two people here have already signed in, so we are on to reports of City Officers, Boards, and
1: Commissions. All right, Vice President Wood.
3: Uh, Thank you. Um, I would um, move that all reports of City um, Officers, Boards, and Commissions uh, be considered uh, read in full and that the proper referrals be made by you, Mr. President. All right,
1: there's a motion on the floor. Is there further discussion? Seeing
3: and hearing none. All
1: those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries.
2: All right. We're items from the city clerk, com- amended sports, and commission.
1: Place on file. Place on file. Yep.
2: We have a liquor license for Ellison Brewery Spirits for a new microbrewery license and tasting room, outdoor service, Sunday sales, catering, dance, entertainment permit for 1314 South Washington.
1: City operations.
2: We are to a reappointment of Beth Graham as a second ward member of the Board of Water and Light for term to expire June 30th, 2026.
1: Committee of the whole.
2: We have a reappointment of Anthony Mullins as at-large member of Board of Water and Light for term to expire June 30th, 2025. Committee of the whole. We have appointment of Teresa Stokes as business owner member of the South L- L- Luther King Jr. Boulevard Corridor Approved Authority for term to expire July 31st, 2022.
1: Development and planning.
2: We have a setting of public hearing for a noise special permit requesting construction for the combined sewer overflow project on South Martin Luther King along local streets near the North Folk Southern Rail tracks on Saturdays from 8 to 5, from May 14th till November
1: 4th. City operations.
2: We have a noise, a noise permit for the. Wait, is that this? Oh, first, I'll, I'll just read it off looks redundant noise special permit request for construction of the combined sewer overflow at south mother king boulevard local streets near Northfolk southern railroad tracks on saturdays eight to five
1: city operations
2: grant acceptance allocating sponsorship funds from board water light and capillary transit authority for black history mobile museum ways and means Uh, American Rescue Plan second tranche budget appropriation.
1: Ways and means.
2: And then we have the late item referral act 4 2022 street and land dedication for the Red Cedar developments.
1: That will go to city operations.
2: And then communication petition notice from liquor control commission for JK Vino LLC for a new SDM license under MCL 436 for a new new Sunday sales permit, new beer and wine tasting and catering.
1: City Operations.
2: Then we have another notice from the Liquor Control for Lansing Shuffleboard, request to transfer all membership interest by dropping existence member Jonathan Hartzell. As a result, the new member Lansing Shuffleboard and Social Club LLC will hold 100% membership.
1: Uh, City Operations.
2: Then we have an affidavit disclosure from Jesse Martin. (laughs) for Lansing Police Department. Ethics Board. And then affidavit disclosures for Sean Mills with the Lansing Police Department.
1: And the Ethics Board.
2: And then we have any remarks by City Councilmember.
1: Any remarks folks, seeing none. Remarks by the Mayor. Mayor Shorter,
4: Just a reminder to everyone that this Friday is Good Friday and offices are closed at the city. Thank you.
2: Uh, So we're at the public comment for city government related matters. You have up to three minutes to speak, Loretta, you're up first, and then Kyle Burchard, you are second.
11: Okay, this is just kind of a heads up. You may have seen this, you may know of it, you may not. Um, The city is interested in putting on the August ballot, a proposal to sell a small portion of the dedicated park land specified for for North Cemetery it's a very small parcel about a third of an acre and it's buffeted on one side by the actual border of the cemetery initially and by a developer's land where he wants to build some four plexus um, the parks board and the parks director asked our friends of lansing's historic cemeteries group if we would support a ballot measure to sell that piece of land we considered it we talked with the director and with the developer and our board voted that if the money from the sale went to improvements in north cemetery we would support putting it on the ballot Uh, there's been also some discussion about what the sale of the land might bring in and that number has jumped around in a very uh, unfamiliar to me uh, arc Um, but the thing I want to bring to your attention specifically tonight is that after, the, after our board met and after the park board met, then the language that the City Pulse and that your documents here in your packet uh, published as what the p- proposed language for the ballot measure would be includes the phrase sell or otherwise dispose of. That was not part of our discussion. We do not support having that language in the ballot proposal. And if that phrase remains in the ballot proposal that that land could be otherwise disposed of, we will pull our support. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Next is
15: Kyle Richard. Good evening. Thank you everyone for being here. Uh, I'm here to speak on uh, the budget. I watched Mayor Shore's presentation at the last the council meeting, and I said a few things I wanted to speak on. Uh, the first one, uh, police. Mayor Shore mentioned, you know, we're actively hiring. You know, we're doing it very quickly. Uh, I just want to remind everyone, like, this is very reactionary. It screams, like, clean up this mess, which is like not how public safety works in theory or in practice. Um, you know, Councilmember Garza mentioned community officers. Um, you know, I think that that has some potential, but I did peep those new black uniforms and they look like stormtroopers. It uh, does not look friendly or someone I would want patrolling around my neighborhood. Uh, second item uh, this was a brief thing that Mayor Shore mentioned. He mentioned a labor negotiator from HR to move to the mayor's office. Uh, I think this is a clear example of executive overreach. I think this is a clear example of a move against working people in this city. Um, and I would ask council to prevent such a move because this, it you know, we, we saw how Mayor Shore treated uh, workers when he first came into office, the purge that happened there, and the idea that the negotiator uh, would be under his purview uh, just does not sit right with me at all. Um, Third item was a secondary hire for the sustainability plan. I appreciate council member Jackson for bringing this up. Uh, Mayor Shore mentioned that he was unable to find money for this, um, which is really sad because, you know, we're hiring more police officers, but we can't get one administrative position. Um, And frankly, You know, I, fr- you, can, you know, I'm pretty. You can. I'm frustrated with Mayor Shore. You know, I personally feel like he's failing this city, failing the children of this city, and the fact that we can't find money for one administrative position for a sustainability plan is really sad. Because if if that plan goes in a binder and goes on a shelf, we will not only have failed the children of this city today, but the children of this city tomorrow, and tomorrow's tomorrow. This is the sustainability plan is not a joke. It's something that should be taken tip-top priority. And the fact that you couldn't find the money, but we're still like doling it out to the police is beyond me. Um, last item I got is something that uh, I'm, I'm maybe a little hopeful about, we'll see. Um, there was talk of a $50,000 operations expenditure requested by city council. Um, Pres- uh, council member Spadafore uh, made the correction that it's an uh, operations expenditure, not a new position. Um, and I'm hoping that that's our money for hybrid meetings. Uh, if that's not our money for hybrid meetings and we're not, if, if, you know, cause there was talk of budget priorities for next year, budget priorities for April, here we are, it's next year, it's April. Uh, I'm hoping that's that money. So that's all I've got on the budget for now. Um, thank you. Have a good rest of your night.
2: Thank you. That's the last speaker.
1: All right. With no other business before the body. We are adjourned at 9 17 PM.